Hello out there in the realms of the living. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast that watches the show backwards. If you've never heard the show before, let me quickly explain. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show. Joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, who is watching the show for the first time ever in reverse order. Elliot, how are you, buddy? Howdy of y'all. Oh, nice. We just watched season five, episode eight, entitled Hard Home. Elliot, what the hell just happened? Nothing, and then something. And then a lot of something. So for everyone out there to try and jog your memory, this is the one where John first sees the Night King do his, like, daily power and bring all the <laughs> all the, the dead back to life with this kind of smug look of, oh, oh, you think you won that battle? Yeah, did, 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 did you? Yeah, you yeah, didn't, you cunt. <laughs> yeah. Just, just raising the dead uh, with his uh, electric blue eye power, like... Mm. Um, Electric blue pills raise boners. I'm talking about Viagra. <laughs> it's the 90s and I'm making a Viagra joke. Hey, what are you, a late night talk show host? Apparently. Apparently. I mean, other than that, yeah, a bunch of stuff happens. But let's get into our questionnaire. We did ask the what happened uh, question. That's our main bit, really. Others are just, you know, checking in with various characters. They go through their various little lives. Mm. We'll start off, though, with our question of MVP. What was your most valuable part of this episode? Torment. Torment. He is awesome. So, like, he's sort of been comic relief for me going through yeah. this show in previous uh, future episodes, depending on which one you want to... Mm. Anyway. Uh, but in this one, watching him do some serious acting was fucking dope. And yeah. this guy killed it. I He really got the stakes of the moment and, like, the negotiating scenes, which I think this episode was fucking way too heavy on. Oh, yeah, a lot of negotiations in this one. Yeah, so much talking. Mm. Yeah, uh, and so even in that, where his scene, yeah, came relatively late in this episode where I'm already sick of all this fucking talking, he still stood out and did some stellar acting. Yeah, for sure. In this, and yeah, facing all the other, these are the wildlings, right? Yeah. Yeah, facing all the other wildlings going, I know, but we've got to put our disappearances aside and doing all this stuff. And yeah, he really impressed me. Yeah, he had some great lines in this one. Like I like when um, John, John Bum Chauvy first shows up <laughs> in Hard Home with him. He's like, oh, I'm a fool to come here. And he's all like, well, you're with me and we're fools together now. I'm like, oh, that's adorable. Fools yeah. together now. That's like, I want to see that romantic comedy. <laughs> oh, and he, then he kicks the shit out of Shao Kahn as well. Yeah, he's all like, oh, I'm wearing a skull face. I'm scary. And he's all like, yeah. Like, you're going to have to call all, just call everyone together. All the, and he's like, no, he just beats him with his own stick. And I don't know if anyone out there has played Mortal Kombat 2, but that is a difficult fight. It is. It's unfair on purpose. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, it's just, that's his negotiating skill. And I like how everyone watching is like, eh, that guy was a dick. Yeah, because I thought, yeah, without context, that this was the king of the wildlings and that no one no. was reacting. I was a bit like... Oh, what's going on? Oh, he's not actually the Shao Kahn of this universe. No, no, he's no. just dressed up like him because he's a dick. They also refer to themselves as the free folk because they have no king. Oh. It's a big part of their thing. So they have like leaders and stuff still, but they are effectively kingless. Yeah. Yeah, but then he goes on and then uh, John's got his whole big, you know, uh, speech and he's, he starts it with a, my name's Jon Snow. And I was like, my name's Jon Snow. And I'm here to say, <laughs> come join my army, keep the walkers away. Oh, interesting, because I had a similar thing flashing through my head, which is, hi, my name is what? Chicka chicka Jon Snowy. Jon Bumshovy. <laughs> you want to see my bum? Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Want to <laughs> see me cut off uh, each White Walker's heads with each one of my uh, dragon glass swords? Anyway. Yeah, rapping is hard. That's why you like we appreciate people who do it well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Tormund gets another great line where you know all the 
heads are all like, ah, no, we don't want to join these guys. They killed all our previous family. And he's just like, don't think of your dead, think of your children. It's like, well, mm. that's, a, that's just good advice in general. Like, yeah. If you can make new alliances and make the world a better place, forget about the past and focus on the future. No, and, you know, as far as my personal philosophy, I'm so into that. I think so much reverence mm. is paid into our dead ancestors. And it's like, who gives a fuck? The Australian flag is dumb. Let's move on and make a new flag already. Uh, but anyway, that's getting into mm. my personal politics. But yeah, just saying... Um, yeah, that uh, woman who eventually eats it, unfortunately. Oh, that woman who puts two of her children onto a boat and says, I'm right behind you, I promise. And yeah. I'm like, even if I hadn't already seen this episode, it was like, well, you're dead. <laughs> like, there's no fuck. You don't say that and live. Yeah, well, so many of these, like, bit characters... Like, I've just gotten used to the idea that all the episodes I've watched didn't really service all these bit characters. So I'm <sighs> like, had I seen her before? Does she come up again? But every single scene that she was in after that initial one was just like, she's going to die. She's going to die. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, I absolutely knew, like you said, when she's putting her two children, I'll be fine. I'm right behind you. Yeah, I'll be fine. How can I put? I'm retiring tomorrow and it's my birthday. And uh, yeah, it's like, nah, you're so very dead. Yeah. <laughs> And I just hung out the washing and washed the car. And oh, yeah, obviously I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, just just paid my it. taxes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything. It's going to be a great day. Don't murder. <laughs> um, so another quick. Okay, I'm going to throw out a quick MVP. That's not my MVP, but was a good line again. Uh, where this is also the one where Tyrion first meets uh, Dan Brady. Yeah, yeah. Which he goes from like they're a little bit hostile to in the next episode he's by her side of the fighting pits i was like for a while i was like did you put in the wrong disc um but no no we're all good no i was surprised because again going backwards these moments don't you know uh backwards hype the same way that they Mm. would forwards hype and yeah i felt like a little bit of whiplash from that yeah it was surprising that he goes very quickly to basically ruling the city yeah in like two episodes (laughs) No, absolutely, because everything that I've seen just sort of seems like par for the course. Mm. And um, I don't know that it's a bad thing that it was kind of no build, but surprising. Well, I think I think it worked in the Ford Watch in the sense that, yeah, he became that very quickly, but it's because of circumstance. It wasn't that she immediately gave him the city. It's just like, you're here. You know how to run a city. It's up to you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But mind you, a lot of his scenes uh, following this would just be him sitting around with Grey Worm and mm. Miss Sunday going, So. Who knows a joke? <laughs> Want to get drunk? No? Ah. Just me then. Uh, but no, he has a very good line here where she's all like, well, Why don't I just kill you? And he's like, Ah, you might. But uh, he's good line of, Then my final days were interesting. It's like, mm. That's a pretty good slogan to live by. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to be fair to this otherwise kind of boring episode, mm. I enjoyed all of Tyrion's scenes. Oh, yeah. uh, and, like, just that tension of, like, um, when, you know, Joram and him were standing in front and mm. she was like, you know, what should I do with him? And then he gives an objective opinion. Like, yeah. and I thought that was a really fun, not fun, but like, I enjoyed that bit of acting. There. It was a good exchange. And yeah, there's a nice bit of tension from Dan Brady, who's just given this intensity of, oh, it's you two fucks. Well, did yeah. you think I'd be happy to see you? <laughs> You're wrong. And it kind of actually uh, makes me enjoy the scene of uh, Jorah and her making eye contact in the pits. Mm. It gave it a little bit more context for me and, like, I enjoyed a bit more in retrospect. Yeah, that he just keeps on coming back. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but no, I actually want to give my MVP to uh, Sansa and um, Theon. Oh, okay. That scene, which, uh, and again, like I've said, you've you've only seen Theon attempting to get redemption. You've not seen the things he needs to redeem for. And this is Theon when he's reek, and he's just the most sad, pathetic thing in the world. Yeah. And it's, it's a powerful bit, because Sansa is furious, because at this point, she knows he's betrayed Rob and took over... Uh, Winterfell and you know a few other bits and pieces, but at this point she thinks her um that Rickon and Bran are dead and that Theon killed them. And this is the part where he really reveals that no, he did not. That was a bit of deception. Yeah, but yes. you know it was two innocent farm boys, and he still feels oh yeah um a bit a, a very shitty about that, understandably. Mm-hmm. And you know I've joked you know um theon just to me has been crying shaking guy and yeah suffer and now as reek he is definitely suffering post theon stress disorder (laughs) yeah Yeah, i like this bit i like we don't see sansa full rage often and uh she's at a very low point in this and she has she has a hard ride throughout this Uh, in the forward watch there was a lot of whining about sansa i always liked her yeah and um i this is just yeah, a low point for her in which there's a lot of anger. And I think that comes across very well, but it's all restrained. And I, I dig that. I think it was a good scene. Yeah. Uh, Once again, Jean Grey, lit and grey. Yeah. Now, I don't know if she's ever in any other part of the of the continent, actually, come to think of it. Except for, like, the very last episode where she's down in King's Landing. Yeah. And that's about it. Actually, no, I lied. Season one and two, I think she's uh, south. Oh, she's there that early in the run. I think, if I remember correctly. I, I've not rewatched these, so... Ever? No. Really? Yep. You've never just gone through and picked a few episodes I that you I just remember and... things. Wow. Mm. <laughs> oh, because, yeah, with uh, Better Call Saul premiering the other day, by the way, check it out, it's a very good show, mm-hmm. um, I picked out, yeah, like, my three favourite episodes to watch again, because... Uh, I know, i got to catch that show. Uh, it's so good. Oh, chicanery, people. That is... A masterclass in acting and anyone for everybody who's in it, but this isn't Better Call Saul no. or our future Saul Call Better. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe it ends next year. So, I but I want to watch it normally. <laughs> is that a sacrifice I should make for the fun? Who knows? We'll, we'll figure that out after Thrones again. Yep. All right. Moving on on our questionnaire nudity. Moving on on our questionnaire <laughs> violence. <laughs> I'm glad you moved on. I didn't have a bit. Yeah, yeah. violence. Um, look, this fi- final battle scene was kind of fine. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I remember liking it more on the forward watch, I think, because this is, from memory, the first big attack by the White Walkers, and you get a sense of what the threat actually is. Mm. And uh, they're like, I like how they're portrayed as being just completely relentless because they don't feel pain or fear, and they're just tunneling under this wall and getting their head stomped on and still going or the bit where they all just run off the cliff land at the bottom just get up and keep attacking i think that's i think that was a little cheesily done in the sense they all jump off and once they're done then they get all get up together yeah i think we'd better do that one at a time <laughs> yeah or because uh, yeah it wouldn't happen all at once like that they'd it'd all be spaced out a bit yeah yeah, there were like certain individual moments that mm. I cu- that I liked out of this, especially yeah, what you were saying, the relentlessness of them, and mm. just how much of a losing battle this actually is. But I th- for the most part, it was just, and maybe it's just me being biased now into this sort of style of action. It's just yeah, a lot of close up, mm. um, uh, battle sequences without. I don't know. Without too much like geography, but then you have to balance that against the idea of it trying to be chaotic. Yeah. yeah. 
No, I pay that as well. Mm. It's why I say it was fine, because I think, you know, aside from a few individual moments, I just didn't enjoy it as a whole, and I didn't think it was really artistically uh, interesting. Yeah, I feel like in this one, especially because the geography of this scene is not hard, and it's already kind of well-established. You've got your wall here, you've got your docks here, and they're trying to get on these boats, and it's just, it's a bay. It's not even that, it's like a shore. So it's not hard to figure out what's where. And so moving the camera through this scene with a bit more sense of place i don't think would be a bad thing because we know what's going on we yeah. know exactly where john is in relation to the ship we know where he's fighting this um you know white walker general who looks like uh you know an, a member of a nordic heavy metal band <laughs> so uh and then you know the nordic heavy metal band loses their sax saxophonist because uh yeah. takes him down and shatters him into ice with valerian steel take that dragon glass up your ass oh <laughs> yeah um I think there were actually a lot of good things done mm. with the music and the uh, yeah. tension of that, I think, were a lot more impactful, actually, than a lot of the visuals going on. There was a lot of that, you know, chaotic string swelling, 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 and then dead silence, and then fuck you, shit <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, I do like when the, the raid first happens, they close the gates, and then just all these people are knocking yes. on the gates, and then that just stops. And the guy's like, wondering what's getting shuffles a little closer and looks through and can hear these kind of sounds of different battle and this kind of mm. freezing mist and yeah and chaos yeah that was very cool uh i gotta say i think on the white walkers themselves though actually they didn't look too bad but the king and the nordic guy i think there were some dodgy animation moments where the cgi just wasn't really coming together for me and i felt that extended as well with the giant guy who i've been calling sweetums because he mm-hmm. reminds me of the muppet yep and like, I thought he had great character moments in this episode, mm-hmm. especially because I've never seen him talk before. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. His fight sequences um, weren't as cool as I was hoping. Oh, really? Because I wrote down, giants are never not awesome. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know. I th- it might be a personal weakness for giants because I think giants are kick-ass. <laughs> Well, I, I, there, I mean, he had the stomp, which was cool, and he had like the, him mm. picking any of the White Walkers off his back was, you know, genuinely yeah. Her- hilarious. But yeah, I think I guess I guess I was just hoping for a bit more from like him swinging the big bit oh, of yeah, wood. They could they could have done more. I will agree with that. Yeah. But, uh, Giants, woo! <laughs> and that's not a cheer to any kind of sports ball team. That's yeah. just me. Giants, literal, literal Giants, woo! <laughs> yeah. Specifically, not the New York Giants. Or any again, no sports team whatsoever. I don't know what. Are, what are the New York Giants? What do they play? Badminton. Actually, oh, I want to say how good I am at knowing anything I about think sports. They're a Blends oh. ball team. <laughs> Either that, or like tennis. it's the Mets and the Giants, isn't it for Blends ball? I, know I think they're basketball. I think I'm wrong. I think it's the Mets and the um, that other famous. Who did George Costanza work for? Uh, he worked for the Yankees. Yankees. So it's the Yankees and the Mets are baseball. And I think, yeah, you're right. Giants are the basketball. They are a football team. Yay, we suck. <laughs> Hello, our majority American listeners. Mm-hmm. Well, thank God this isn't foot of ball. This is thrones <laughs> of game, motherfucker. Ball of foot. <laughs> <laughs> Where we watch the uh, every um, game of football in reverse order. <laughs> that would just, that'd be really boring. Oh, <laughs> uh, more so. Just, just terribly dull. Okay. <laughs> if we ever figure out how way to make that fun, we might do that. But um, Until then. Yeah. 
Uh, man, we also get some zombie kids, and I kind of dislike, mm. you know, the, the the fighting woman who's got her kids on the boat who sees zombie kids and she gives up. It's like, no, fuck you. Stab the children. Yeah. They're zombies, for fuck's sake. Just, just, one of them doesn't have fucking eyes. <laughs> it's clearly a, a creature. Murder it. <laughs> that was so creepy and unsettling. Oh, very though. creepy. Um, I, I don't know. I'd have kind of enjoyed the, like, dis- defensive stance of it, I think. Yeah. I- well, I guess... It also doesn't make sense they all stop and stare at her first. Like, imagine, you know, she's fighting these things off. One of them leaps on her back. She throws it off her back and stabs it through the head and then looks and it's a child and takes a moment of shock. Mm. And then she gets flanked by other children and hesitates for just a second. And that's enough for one of them to rip her throat out. That, to me, is more impactful. That has the same thing. Yeah, uh, it is very much driving at the whole her demise being so... Uh, you could see it coming from a mile away. Mm. And she had one more day till retirement. Oh. And her birthday. Ah, just so sad. Just paid her taxes. Ah. <laughs> Damn. If only there was some kind of warning system. <laughs> this is why I don't pay my taxes. I want to live. <laughs> or have children. To... No, that's a liability. <laughs> to send off and go, don't worry, daddy's going to be I'll be right coming. behind you, I promise. Yeah, see that. That's not good. No, never say that. Mm. Uh, man, okay, well, that does it for, like, the questionnaire, effectively, but we've got a lot of other things that happened They just didn't fall into our famous categories of, you know, nudity and violence. Yeah. Apparently, Game of Thrones contains more than nudity and violence. <laughs> I didn't know this. It's a show of layers. That's, that's bizarre. Gonna have to, do I have to add another question? <laughs> what good conversations happened over wine? <laughs> Bloody hell. Okay, top five strategy meetings of this episode. <laughs> Actually, another MVP mm-hmm. and close to becoming another one of my favorite pit characters mm-hmm. in the show. Confess Lady? Confess Lady. Oh my gosh, yes. She's just the sturdiest bitch in the world. I have never been scared by someone pouring water out of a spoon before. I know. <laughs> and it's so... I like, I like when she's trying to give it to Seesaw Lannister yeah. and then uh, she says something, just donks her on the head with it. It's like, that looks like a spoon that would hurt too. <laughs> Dual action. Yeah. Hol- holds water adequately. But as a whacking stick, Ooh, you better watch out. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to say I don't know why companies have not jumped on this woman to sell their products. Because there's a bit where she's like walks up to seesaw and is like, "Thirsty, confess." It's like you know what? Replace confess with Coke. Yeah, <laughs> thirsty Pepsi. And I'd be like, I will buy a Pepsi now, ma'am. <laughs> Especially, yeah, you could get her to do those, like, instead of the Pepsi challenge sort of, you know, in-store viral marketing, mm-hmm. whatever bullshit. She's just there going, <laughs> you know, thirsty? And people are like, oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Okay, so they've got this new push, as we talked about last episode, of uh, getting a bunch of new Game of Thrones scotches out there. I don't know <laughs> why in the fuck Johnny Walker did not have this woman go around to stores and be just like, whiskey and you'd be like y- yes ma'am <laughs> yeah because you're usually so good at avoiding those mid-mole things yeah. would you like to say because well, no. they're saying like hi there have you heard about blah blah no no if they walk <laughs> you stone cold faced right in the eyes and they're like whiskey and you're like y- yes <laughs> even though it's not in one of those usual paper cups that they usually no, it's give in a to spoon you. and it'll hit you <laughs> tell me that wouldn't work you can't because that would make you a liar yeah so confess lady uh, uh, I'm calling it now favorite character of season five. <laughs> yep, I mean that's, it, it works. I'm sorry. She she says two words. Yeah. In this goddamn episode, and we were both like, "Yep." 
<laughs> Come on. That and like okay, we've directed a couple of audio things ourselves. Yeah. And the hardest thing is to try to say to someone, look, I know this is you have to say a word now, but the trouble is I want you to put a lot behind that word because it's got a lot of meaning. So I want you to say it like you're confused but also a little bit angry. It's like it's so hard to get that across when it's one word, when it's a full paragraph of stuff. They actors are usually great with it, but the short, very small things yeah. are very difficult because you have to convey a lot in so little. And again, she's just nailing that so hard. So for all of, you know, uh, what's our current name for uh, Tyrion? Uh, oh, Barney Rubble. Uh, no, it's Peter Drinkledge, isn't it? <laughs> that one too. Yeah. I wrote in my notes this time, Barney Babble. <laughs> okay, Barney Babble, for, for all his wonderful monologuing, he can't do one words. Yeah. You know, this woman can props. <laughs> like i want to tally like i almost want to watch these episodes again so i could tally the different words she says how many different words will she say over the I'm series i'm willing to guarantee she has the lowest like <laughs> phrases of anyone we know it's confess Fest, thirsty shame shame and i think she says a few more words when seesaw has her killed oh and right that's about it that's the most she ever says yeah Wild, wild I know, stuff. Amazing stuff. I, act, act a lady, I should look your name up, but good for you. I, I almost don't want to for either she looks that stony in real life and I'm scared forever, or she looks incredibly pleasant. Yeah. And I'll just be the most, just too impressed. You know when you meet someone too impressive and you kind of hate them? Because mm. you're like, well, why are you good at everything? Fuck you. Well, especially because the uh, last couple of episodes have really had an impact on me for Lena Headley, so... Mm -hmm. Like, at risk of spoiling the past episodes of the show, I decided, yeah, to look her up and, motherfucker, you didn't tell me she was Sarah Connor. I'm sure I did. <laughs> That's insane to me. Yeah, Game of Thrones have had two actors that went on to be Sarah Connor. <laughs> Sarah Connor Chronicles. Season one is bullshit. Season two is good. Oh, this was, Sarah Connor Chronicles was after Game of Thrones. No, no, before. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying, I've watched it. Terminator is my jam. <laughs> uh, and I can say that, yeah, season one, John is a whiny bitch and annoying. Mm. Uh, but season two, it gets a hell of a lot better. So so what was the other actor that went on to Terminate? Uh, that would be Dan Brady herself in Terminator Genesis. Oh, no shit. Yes, the lowest point of the franchise. <laughs> God, it sucks. Oh, and everyone agrees. Now that Dark Fate has come out, that just uh, cemented it, its... It, uh, it, bre it breaks my heart. Dark Fate was pretty good. Mm. But uh, yeah, no one saw it and... It's dead now. Terminator is done. Oh, I think Dark Fate did better than Genesis, though, right? I don't know, but it didn't do well enough. Mm. And uh, there's not going to be follow-up to a Dark Fate. They might just reboot it again and go, time travel. <laughs> it's like, you actually had a good movie for once. Dang. I'm sorry. It's it's hard to be a Terminator fan. <laughs> After two, it hasn't been kind. Yeah, no. <laughs> you think it's hard being a Star Wars fan. Man, you, you try <laughs> loving Terminator. It's rough. I reckon our Simpsons fans are probably the most. <laughs> That's true. I but, reckon we've yeah got more disappointing content than all of these franchises. It's it's very true. It's hard to argue with that. But uh, like also, less less hype built up to each one. Yeah, but also fewer people have seen. Yeah, um, true, true. You know, so that their their memory of the good stuff is still there. Anyway, uh, what's listen to the Simpsons Index? Oh, the podcast. <laughs> if somehow this is the podcast you know about and not that one, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the podcast we don't promote at all. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, covered confess lady. Then Dark Maester rocks up and kind of implants that idea of maybe just confess to some small things you can get out of here. Mm. Uh, I like Dark Maester. He's a good dude. Uh, well, yeah. he's not a good dude, but he's you know he's Se always fun. Seesaw's wingman. Yeah. Yeah. Seesaw's wingman. Dark Maester. Um, we have another oysters, clams, and cockles. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You're from Arya, who's now a girl called Lana. And she's doing that classic, you know, uh, training for her backstory thing. Yeah, although I do kind of love the vagueness of the Assassin's Creed dude, who's all like, 
you know, you will go down to the docks. And what will I do there? Oh, you will see when you get there. It's like, mm. what if she didn't, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> and then he gives her like a little vial of something. He's like, this is a gift for the thin man. And it's like, what if she, I, I really want to see her just walk around. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that was poison. It's like, well, you said it was a gift. It's like, that was like a <laughs> metaphor. How the fuck am I supposed to know that? Look, a man look, has to be more specific to a yeah, girl. <laughs> listen to listen to a girl. A man needs to tell her exactly what he wants because we're assassins and dealing in all this vague talk is terrible when we're talking about murder. Fuck! <laughs> I keep thinking this dude is actually a perfect recast for the Big Lebowski as well. <laughs> he doesn't look like a man telling a girl things. He looks like a dude. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If, I mean, don't reboot the Big Lebowski for the it. love of God. But if they do, yeah, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing it pretty well. Uh, yeah, I don't actually have that much about this scene. Like the kind of vagities about mm. this whole fucking plotline is kind of annoying to me at this point. Well, it's a plotline that gets derailed by you know her seeing Beardface and going to shanking him with the oyster knife. So yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. This uh, it was kind of boring to me, to be quite honest. It will make more sense in backshadowing, but yeah. Uh, so then we move to Ramsey Bolton. Oh, sorry, Ramsey Snow, as he is at this point, who's all like, "Ah, we can murder them all in the murder status Baratheon." <laughs> yep, and I zoned out. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, a bit lack of impact for him. Though he does make a quick book reference by saying, "I'll ride out and kill them, and there'll be a feast for crows," which is the name of one of the books. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, another scene that I actually liked and helped me like scenes more in mm-hmm. retrospect as well is Arseface actually explaining why he has got stakes in this whole Jon Snow letting the wildlings in storyline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I'm kind of enjoying his story backwards this time. Mm-hmm. He goes from like the guy who murders Jon to the guy who is like a little brat, and now we kind of get his motivations. Like, oh, okay, I can kind of see we do. Yeah. And he's not doing his, you know, squinchy ass face acting in this one, and he's actually delivering some lines. He, mm-hmm. He's doing a good job. And gives us a great little foreshadowing when Sam from another series is like, oh, don't worry, John always comes back. <laughs> Wink! <laughs> I remember this as well, because in the end, you know, when John's uh, in the battle and stuff, he, uh, one of the guys yells out, you'll never make it! And I was just hoping someone was like, he always comes back! <laughs> just God, Did you not hear the guy from the other scene? God. <laughs> Just always. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there was a shot of like John walking through and slaying every other White Walker that sucked. Anyway, yeah, so. it was a little. It again didn't quite feel organic, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so one of my last notes is that uh, in this we find out Varus's nickname is actually the Spider. I'm like, that's a dope nickname. I didn't know that. Mm. So Varus is um, Burnt Newton. Burnt Newton. Thank you very much. I was trying to remember your nickname for him, but you did it for me anyway. And <laughs> uh, there's a bit where you know Tyrion's talking to Daenerys over some wine, and he's all like, uh, you know, you've married a guy you don't like for the good of the world. That's a good move. And you know, my sister did that, married a guy she didn't like, but not for the good of the world, and ended up killing him. And so she's like. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. Except that it might wink. <laughs> it's cool he dies next episode anyway. Oh, so. yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, look, that's all my notes. Yeah, I mean, my last one is we talk, we have, the, she has the big speech about, you know, all these various houses and their spokes on a wheel and the wheel goes round and round and crushes everybody and I'm going to break the wheel. And it's like, I, that was like a big promotional thing. They put that in a bunch of trailers. Oh, I, yeah. I do kind of want Tyrion to go, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> like you're going to break every house? That doesn't make sense. What? Again, you're being very vague and we need specific ideas. <laughs> and, and a wheel by... goes on a cart, which means there are probably three other wheels. Like you don't just have a wheel to be a wheel. <laughs> it does something. So yeah. 
you know, you me- I'm just you're a little you're a little lost in your own metaphor. That's all I'm saying. What is the vehicle that only has one wheel here? Are we talking unicycle or Even wheelbarrow? That, without it, it's a, it, it, it's not a unicycle anymore. It's a very shit chair. <laughs> so, fucked if I know. Yeah. <laughs> Which would also be a really good way to undercut promos. You never really see that as just like... <laughs> You know, it, it, like in, I remember Breaking Bad trailers, there was a lot of, I am the one who knocks. And it's just it's like, yeah, but you're not exactly kicking down the door then, are you? You're no. just going, anyone can knock. Just... Yeah, that's not hard. Yep. <laughs> like, that itself is not, you know, you doing anything meaningful. Yeah, I'm the one who knocks. And then they've let me in their house and we have a delightful dinner together. <laughs> so, oh, that, that sounds nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm great at dinner parties. I knock. I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> and check out more of that on Bad Breaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. We got a lot of potential for shows out there, but hey, we're at, we're at season five, episode eight. We got some ways to go still. Mm. Well, man, I think that puts me out of notes. How about you? Yeah, I'm done. All right. Well, if that puts me out of notes, that puts you out of notes. We must ask our final question. How did we get here? Um, oh, wait. Sorry. We did have a bit of um, Sam for another series. His face is all busted up. Oh, there we go. That's what that note means. And mm. it leads perfectly into this uh, closing note about, yeah, things. what do I think is going to happen next? Uh-huh. We're going to see him get punched and kicked in the face. But why? Oh, I reckon people are starting to suspect he's from another series. Yeah, like, you don't belong here. Yeah. like uh, Go back to Hobbiton. Especially because, you know, like all the thing with the wildlings and the crows. Crawls. Um, crows. So crows? Uh, the wildlings refer to uh, the Night's Watch as crows because they wear black. black. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, in a world where there's already this sort of racism going on, yeah, they're going to, he's not one of us. No. <laughs> and he gets punched and kicked in the face. You belong in a fantasy series where there's magic that isn't like death <laughs> and bullshit. Yeah. He's making way too many snappy retorts. Why don't you go back to Tolkien's universe, you fuck? Hobbit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and also, one of the other things that I was finding really interesting in the reverse, in my only frame of reference watch, mm-hmm. the reverse watch, is how weirdly Cecil Lannister's atonement was built up for me. Mm-hmm. And so now we start the process of Peter Dinklage hyping up how he killed his pa. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching, uh, yeah, Dinklage Kill Park. Yeah, I do like when he first rocks up into Dan Brady's, like, concert hall and is all just like, well, you want to kill Lannisters and I killed my mother on the yeah. day of my birth and I killed my father with a crossbow and I'm probably the best in the world at it. I've killed more Lannisters than you ever have. Yeah, that's it. And, <laughs> you know, even for not being a warrior, he's still got that title. Yeah, he's, he's got a decent kill count. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if that's what's going to happen next, I guess there's only one way to find out. We'll keep watching backwards. Till then, that's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. I've been BT Calloway, and for now, our watch is ended. One, two, one, two. Mind, like, I'm assuming this isn't just me, but do you also wish you had some kind of weird warm-up ritual? <laughs> just, oh, just yeah. you're like, I don't know why, I just, you know, have to sing the first few bars of A Lion Sleeps tonight, <laughs> then burp three times, hop on one leg, and slap myself in the face, and I'm good to go. Yeah. I know Dr. Carl's warm-up routine is saying, um, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, the big brown fox jumps over the lady dog. Oh, jumped or jumps? I always forget which one. It's jumps.
Yeah, but I mean, that's all typical stuff. I want mm. like something that's mine, that's signature, and that actually works. So is that so much to ask from life? Mm. Is it? I don't know. Um, is there anything Game of Thrones themed that you can do it? Mother of Dragons, uh, Drago. Her, her whole fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> there you Let's go. See. Actually, let me look it up. Let me see if I can find it. All the dinner. All right. <clears throat> Daenerys of the House of Targaryen, first for her name, the Unburned, the Queen of the Andals, the Ronyan, the First Man, Queen of Marine, Khaleesi of the Great Sea, Protector of the Realm, Lady Regent of the Seven Kingdoms, Breaker of Chains, and Mother of Dragons. <laughs> if you can memorize that by the end of our podcast, Ron. You're on. <laughs> Greyjoy. Ooh, nice. Uh-huh. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? They're like, hey, that was clever. I can make in-jokes to Game of Thrones now. Nice. First of her name, Mother of Dragons. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that'll be it. Saying it, but in a snooty British accent. Like you're announcing it. So, presenting the Lady Khaleesi. <laughs> First of her name, and Mother of Dragons. Queen of the Iron and Iron Isles and some other shit. Like you're presenting at a fancy, fancy yeah, British like a fancy, party. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in fact, new, 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 like, bucket list item. B, go to one of those parties where they have to announce you. <laughs> yeah. Announcing B.T. Calloway of the Simpsons Index and Thrones of Game. Yeah. Father of robots? I don't know. Yeah. Father of no one and proud of it. Last of his name. His family dies. Die with him. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's get it on. Got to get all that out of my system. Trouble is with the British, it really locks up the jaw when you're doing that accent. Mm. Yeah, got to get some. Uh, now you'd be nice and loose like us Aussies, yeah, eh? Fucking, fucking loose. Fucking Queen of Marine and Seven Isles and fucking <laughs> Mother of Dragons, ain't she? <laughs> She's the Mother of Dragons. She's the Queen of Cunts. She's a keen Sheila, I tell you what. 